What is it going to take in your life to be broken before you can be obedient? Are you going to have to throw overboard to be obedient? Or are you going to submit to what God called you to do the way God wants you to live? He tells him exactly where to go, and God will tell you exactly where to go and what to do. No excuses. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Today's lesson dives into the life of the Old Testament prophet Jonah for a thought-provoking look at what happened when he stubbornly refused to obey God. We hope you'll follow along today as Raul challenges us to keep our hearts soft toward the Lord and humbly submit to His will. You'll see that when you surrender to Him, God can use you to accomplish His mighty, eternally meaningful plans. Let's listen as Roll Reese begins our study today, taken from Jonah chapter 1. Chapter 1, running from God's voice. The book's going to open here with the prophet running away from God's will. He starts out in verse 1. And now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying... So first of all, before he even speaks about Jonah, he speaks about the importance of God's word. So important. I don't think that a lot of people see the importance of God's word. That the word of God is all we have, and that's the only thing that is going to speak to us as we read, as we pray. The voice of God through his word has been in my life for so many years. Learning, reading, stopping, underlining, marking, painting my Bible. When God speaks to me, dating, when God spoke to me. So when I go back in time, I can say, well, at this time, God spoke to me. Here is the time, here is the day and the year that he spoke to me. Remember in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, he speaks about the importance of God's word. I don't know how many of you really, truly read the Bible. Not just reading it, but understanding it. You're sitting down, opening your Bible, reading it, and then waiting upon God to speak to me through the chapter, through the verses, and then spending time meditating on what I'm reading, and then ending up with prayer. Asking God, Lord, lead my way today. I'm going to work, I'm going to school, wherever I'm doing, Lord, lead me and guide me. Jonah didn't really want to hear God's voice. He was hearing his own voice. Instead of going to Assyria, he's going to Spain. You ever do that? You're going somewhere, you're going, no, I, I think I'll go this way. God wants me to go this way, but I'm not going to do that. And he came to a life of disobedience. Knowing God's word, he still disobeyed God's word. God has spoken to him. God has showed him what his duty was going to go to Nineveh, and he was to give the message of repentance for people to get saved. God saw something in the life of the Gentiles. Now, remember, the Assyrians are Gentiles. And God wasn't dealing with Gentiles until he came to Assyria, and Jonah was a Jew, and God said to him, I want you as a Jew to go to the Gentiles, and I want you to tell them that I send you, and guess what? They're going to repent. 
600,000 Assyrians will repent. And they were the meanest, the meanest people in the world. And here God is going to deal with them, with his grace, with his love and his mercy. And I think for us today, as we not only now the word of the Lord, as we look at the word of the Lord, are you spending time in God's word? Do you really read it? Do you have a mission that God's given to you? And you're trying to avoid his mission. I think somehow many of us here might be trying to avoid the mission God has given to you. Maybe to take care of your family. Maybe to go here or do this or move there or move here. Wherever it is. God has a mission. And that mission has to be accomplished if you're going to be obedient to the word of God. Jonah was not obedient, disobedient. He was going the opposite way. He was going to Spain when Assyria was over to the right. Verse 2, get up and go. Here's a command. Get up and go. He heard the voice of God. Get up and go. And you say, well, go where? He says, go to Nineveh. You see, he tells him exactly where to go. And God will tell you exactly where to go and what to do. No excuses. He goes on, arise and go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it. I want you to go and take my message, and I want you to tell them to repent. Cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. So anything that we do comes up before God. You can't hide from God. You can't get away from God. He hears what you say. He sees what you do. He hears the things that I say through my lips, through my vocal voice. What do I say? Again, most important, what am I doing in being obedient to his voice and to the things that he wants me to do as Jonah was called by God to do? Well, verse 3. But Jonah got up and flee to tarnish. You see? He wasn't ignorant. He can't pretend I didn't hear your voice. I really didn't know what you wanted me to do. He knew. Willful disobedience. He gets up. He flees to tarnish. Incredible. He goes to a place where he's not supposed to be, Spain. He's supposed to be going the opposite way to go to these people, to cry out to them and say, repent. Our judgment comes from God. And check this out twice. Verse 3. He what? He got up and to flee to tarnish from the presence of the Lord. If you read to the bottom of verse 3, to go with them to tarnish from the presence of the Lord. Twice. To remind us of the presence of God. You can't get away from the presence of God. You can't. It's an impossibility. And yet people think they can get away from what they're doing and get away from the presence of God. Verse 3, he went down to Joppa, or Jaffa, if you've been to Israel with us, I'm at Jaffa, where you land in Tel Aviv, over to the corner where the ocean is. That's Jaffa, where he got on that boat, and he went to Spain. He says, and found a ship going to tarnish Spain. So he paid a fare and went down into it and to go with them to tarnish from the presence of the Lord. Now, God is not only going to deal with Jonah. God is going to deal with the people on that boat because they're heathens and they worship each one of their God. 
So God doesn't deal just with you. He deals with other people wherever you are by your life. And he want to use you, and he's going to use Jonah in his own disobedience to get these guys to get saved through his disobedience and their obedience. Incredible. Incredible how God works in reading the scriptures, and I just got blown away this week. God not only speaks completely and fully, because he says here, and to go with them to tarnish from the presence of the Lord. The key here is the presence of the Lord, a life of power, a life of power, a life where the presence of God is in my life, and I recognize that God is with me. Now, the Lord storm, verse 4, but the Lord... Send out a great wind, hurricane wind, on the sea. And there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship was about to broke down. Notice it was sinking. It was going to break into pieces. And you see, God has his ways of getting people's attention. Here the mariners are worrying now because the ship, they got merchandise that they're actually turning and they're taking over to Spain. And all of a sudden here, everything is going down, including their lives. Because of one person's disobedience, Jonah. Then the mariners were afraid. Notice. And every man cried out to his God. So they had different gods on the boat. Different gods, each one of them calling upon their God. He says, and through the cargo that was in the ship into the sea. So now they're emptying out their merchandise. They make their living by this. There is no more wages. Gone into the sea. And God is still working, trying to get their attention. He goes on. He says, to lighten the boat. But Jonah had gone down into the lowest part of the ship. So here is Jonah. And where is he? Is he afraid? Is he up helping these guys throw the stuff overboard? No. You know where he is? Sleeping. Below the deck. Doesn't even care. Doesn't even feel it. And the whole storm is because of the sleeper. Watch. And Jonah had got down into the lowest part of the ship. It had laid down and was fast asleep. How can you sleep before God like that? When God is dealing with your life, when God has dealt with my life, I can't even sleep. Because his voice has continued to speak to me. And when I do fall asleep, the problem is still there. He thought the problem would be over when he would wake up. But it still would be there and even worse that he thought when he first went to sleep. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. For more resources, call 800-634-9165 or visit somebodylovesyou.com. And at the end of today's program, we'll tell you about an audio study featuring biblical insight into the power of humble obedience. Now let's rejoin Roll for the remainder of the message, Running from God's Voice. He goes on again, verse 6. And so the captain, notice the captain came to Jonah and said to him, What do you mean, sleeper? Hey, aren't you concerned? Aren't you worried? Don't you see we're sinking? We're throwing every merchandise overboard and here you're sleeping? 
Arise, get up and call on your God, capital G. Call on your God to them. Call on your God, a small g. No such thing as God. Yes, Yahweh, Elohim, Israel. Call upon Jehovah Yahweh. Perhaps your God will consider us so that we may not perish. So they already knew their God wasn't working. And they said to Jonah, well, maybe your God can help us so we don't have to go down. So they began to do what? To speak about Jonah's God. Maybe Jonah, your God will listen to us and maybe he can save us. You see, God's using the storm. Here they're already realizing our gods are dead. But call on your God and see if your God is alive and God is real in your life. Verse 7. Jonah, blame here. And they said to one another, Come, let us cast lots, that we may know whose cause this trouble has come upon us. And so they cast lots, and the lots fell on who? Jonah. By coincidence? Oh, I don't think so. They came to that place that Jonah was sleeping. He wasn't worried about us. So they said, okay, let's get rid of the problem. Let's take the lots, cast them out, and see who they fall on. And that will be the guilty party. Imagine all these men, and they fall upon Jonah. By coincidence? No, I don't think so. What is it going to take in your life to be broken before you can be obedient? Are you going to have a throw overboard to be obedient? Or are you going to submit to what God called you to do? The way God wants you to live. And here Jonah again doesn't want to do what God says. So verse 8. Then they said to him, please tell us for whose cause is this trouble upon us? He hasn't told them that he's a problem. So they're asking him, look, we're begging you. Why are these things going on? Why is the storm going on? Why are we going down? What's going to happen to us? Whose fault is it? What is your occupation? Uh Uh-oh. What is your occupation? Well, I'm a pastor. Oh, that's why. Look at, watch. This is so cool. And where do you come from? So they want all these questions answered. What is your country? And what people are you? So he was a Jew. He came from Israel. And notice, and what is your country? And what is the people are you? And of course, he was a Jew. They were what? They were Gentiles. Verse 9. So he said to them, I am a Hebrew. Notice. He identified himself upon the name of Jehovah Yahweh as an Israelite. He was not a Gentile. I said to them, I am a Hebrew and I fear the Lord. Notice, I fear the Lord. Then if you fear the Lord, why are you going the opposite way? And these guys were watching Jonah. And Jonah is identifying himself. I am a Hebrew and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. So now he speaks of his God being the creator. But still not obedient to the creator. Still running away from God. And these guys are watching his life. His testimony to them. And they're standing there and they're listening to him. And they're saying, well, if you're a Hebrew, if you really know Jehovah Yahweh, then why is this thing happening to us and to you? And the problem was what? Disobedience. Disobedience. Running from God. 
not doing what God had called them to do. Notice Jonah's stubbornness in verse 10 through 16. Verse 10, Jonah's question. Then the men were exceedingly afraid. Why? Because he found out he was a hero. He found out that Yahweh was his God. He says, they were afraid and said to Jonah, why have you done this? I mean, why have you put yourself in our ship knowing that you're running away from God, you're disobedient to your God, and now we have to pay by sinking and going down because of your sin? And God had this whole thing in control. Why have you done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord. Again, the presence of the Lord. Because he had told them. Verse 11. Then they said to him, What shall we do to you that the sea may be calm for us? For the sea was growing more temptuous. Notice that they're going down. And here they're asking him again, Jonah, what do we have to do? What do we have to do? They said to him, what shall we do to you that the sea may be calm for us? So now they know that the problem is who? Not the sea, not the storm. It's Jonah the problem. What do we do with you? Verse 12. And then Jonah said to them, pick me up and throw me into the sea. Now, you say, wow, man, he's finally confessing God. No, he's going to be overboard, throw me over so I can sink and drown and then I don't have to do anything else. But God's purpose, again, is for him to be thrown out into the sea. Why? God prepared this big old fish for him. This big old fish, God, no matter, you can't escape from God. If he has to throw you into a whale or a big fish and keep you there for three days, three nights, he's going to do that. But you can't run from God. He wants you to submit to him. That's what he wants from Jonah. Jonah, just surrender. But he won't surrender. The frustration over, verse 13. Nevertheless, the men rode harder to return to land. Notice they felt sorry for Jonah. They want to help him. They don't want him to go overboard and drown. But they could not. For the sea continued to grow more and more tempestuous against them. So the waves are not coming into the boat. And the boat is getting ready to sink. Jonah is still on the what? On the boat. But these people like Jonah. They don't want him to drown. But then he says, therefore... They cried out to the Lord and said, we pray. What happened? Conversion. You see? Through one man's disobedience, now they get saved. We pray, O Lord, O Lord, please do not let us perish for this man's life. Now their eyes are open, their minds are clear, but most important, their heart has been touched by the Lord. I love it. The way God works, my ways are not your ways. Notice, a lot of times we're trying to help God out and this and do that and do this. And yet God says, you know what? I'm in control. I'm moving this person here and that person there. I'm going to use you to win this person here. That's what God's doing. Verse 14. Therefore they cried out to the Lord, said, We pray, O Lord, please do not let us perish for this man's life, and do not charge us with innocent blood. Notice, speaking of who? Jonah. For you, O Lord, have done as it pleased you. How did he know that? Unless the Holy Spirit shows you that. 
to call him Lord, to call him Jehovah, to recognize by discernment that this man is the one that has to be thrown overboard. He says, O Lord, Jehovah, have done as it pleases you. They finally recognize God's will. Their eyes are open. I love it. And you know, it's important for us, like these sailors here, oh Lord, have done as it please you, Lord. You're the one that's in control. You're the one that put us on the ship. You're the one that did the storm. You're the one that put Jonah on our boat. And now we're going to release him to you, Lord. We're going to throw him overboard. He's your problem, Lord. He's no longer our problem. We came to know you through this man. Verse 15. They picked him up, Jonah, and they threw him into the sea. Notice. And the sea stopped from its raging. Can you imagine? The moment he got off the boat, the problem's over, come. God does another miracle to show the mariners that he's God. I saved you guys. Now I stopped the winds and the storm. And now I'm going to deal, not with you, I'm going to deal with Jonah still. The problem is Jonah. God is going to break Jonah. Jonah, I'm going to break you. And even though you don't like the Ninevites and you're going to rebel against them and you're going to give a short message, I'm still going to deal with you. I've called you. I'm leading you. And you're going to go whether you like it or not. Do you find yourself in that position today? Here this morning. Recognizing that God has called you. You've been going through some pretty heavy things. And the Lord says, if you just submit, if you just repent, there'll be a calm. No more storm. No more storm in your life. How do you get rid of storms? Submit yourself to the Lord. Be obedient to God. All your problems are going to be over for that time. Whatever you're facing, problems will be here till the day we die. But God will see your submission to him. And God will say, okay, now we can take step two. You're opening the door. Is God going to open the door for you to do whatever he called you to do? And Jonah is sitting there. And what happens? Verse again, 15. And they picked him up, Jonah, and they threw him into the sea. And the sea ceased from his raging. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly. And offer a sacrifice to the Lord Jehovah God and took vows. Man, these guys are fully committed in one hour. The storm. They came to know God. They came to sacrifice to God. They were obedient. And now they're on their way probably to serve the Lord. Because these guys were heathens. If you've been ignoring the Lord's prompting in your life, we encourage you to take today's lesson to heart and repent, opening your heart to obedient surrender. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you've joined us late today or would like to hear the entire message again, we'll be glad to send you a complete unedited version for a donation of $5 or more. Just call us at 800-634-9165 and ask for today's lesson, Running From God's Voice. To support you as you get things right with God, we'd like to tell you about a helpful resource from Rawls simply titled Obey. 
It's a four-message audio pack that explores the surprising strength of submission and provides insight into the matchless value of daily time in the Bible. You'll find that the more you learn about God's Word, the more motivated you'll be to pursue His perfect plan for your life. Contact us today to order Rawls' 4-CD Obey series. Visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 and we'll send you this study for a gift of $19 or more. Once again, that's 800-634-9165. To order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. This is a listener-supported ministry, and we thank you for partnering with us and sharing the good news of Christ with thousands of people every day. Your donations are a blessing, and every one is tax-deductible. Join us next time for our continuing study of Jonah's remarkably unusual faith walk. Exploring how Jonah had to spend three days in a giant fish's belly, you'll see that God will do whatever it takes to guide us into the rich abundance of a fully surrendered life. Here's Roll now once again with a closing comment. And then he says in verse 17, And now the Lord had prepared a great fish. It doesn't say a whale, not a shark, white throat. No, we don't know what it was. A great fish to swallow Jonah. Can you imagine that? He gets into the ocean. The storm stops. All of a sudden, he's in darkness again. In the belly of a big fish. How long? Three days and three nights. A picture of the beautiful, what? Resurrection of Jesus Christ in the tomb and out of the tomb. So I think it's important that we understand that if God's in control, then why am I fighting with God? Why am I arguing with God? Apart from Him, we can do nothing. Nothing. And that's why we're here today. I am This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.